You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shabbos Teshuvah. Why is this Shabbos called Shabbos Teshuvah? Ki HaShabbos Mesayeya El HaTeshuvah. Shabbos allows you, helps you, facilitates your Teshuvah. Why? Dechsev because we know, and this is the Aptorah that we read all the time, Dirshu Hashem Bihimatzo, search out Hashem when He can be found. And there it says, Ki lo my thoughts, says Hashem, are not like your thoughts. Pirish alzeh, what this means. Tzrichim Lashuv, we have to repent. Ki Ritzono Yizbarach, because it was Hashem's will, that all your behaviors and all your thoughts should be dvukim b'shorasham, should be connected to the source, you should be connected to Hashem. Which means, this is a big, big point within Judaism that we've discussed many times, Hashem doesn't say to you, I want you to cut yourself off from the world. Hashem does not expect us to be celibate and to not partake in all the pleasures of the world. On the contrary, Hashem wants you to have everything that there is in the world, and yet, to know Hashem with everything you do. Which means to think about Hashem and to bring Hashem into everything you do. Do your work, but do your work and have Hashem in mind. Eat your food and have Hashem in mind. Have fun, but do it with thoughts of Hashem. Das, when it says to know Hashem, who is kashrus of the vekas, is binding yourself and connecting yourself. And so therefore he says the real big issue is when we do what we do and we think that these things are independent. As you said, many people believe that when am I a Jew? I'm a Jew when I go to shul. So if I go to shul for an hour a day, I'm a Jew for an hour a day. The rest of the day, I'm just me. That's wrong. You're supposed to be a Jew 24 hours a day. You have to be a Jew when you sleep. You have to be connected to Hashem. When you go to sleep, it's because this is what Hashem wants and you're fulfilling the will of Hashem. He says in Messiah Mapasik, that's why the verse ends. He assumes you know the rest of the verse. Meaning, just like the heaven is higher than the earth, so too are my ways above your ways. I mean, the simple understanding is that we're saying that the thoughts of Hashem are beyond us, like the heavens are beyond the earth. So he says that's not a good analogy. The heavens are above the earth, but they're not that much above the earth. God's thoughts being above your thoughts is infinitely times more. You're suspending something big on something small. Just like the heavens are big above the earth, so too my thoughts are above your thoughts. Hashem is much more exalted than heaven is above earth. This is meant to teach you like this. If you can bring heaven into your life, you're bringing Hashem into your life. And there it says, If you return to me, I will return to you. 
The Isa B'Psikta, and the Psikta tells us a marshal. The Psikta tells us a marshal of a child of a prince who sinned against the king. And he's too embarrassed to apologize. So what the father did was went to his son and says, I'd like to apologize for so-and-so, for such-and-so. And when the son sees that the father is apologizing, even though it's really the son who needs to be apologizing, then the son has that opening to be able to do teshuva. He's no longer embarrassed. In the same way, says the Svas Amis, an unbelievable concept, that during the Aserus he made teshuva. It's not just us who's doing teshuva. It's Hashem who's also doing teshuva. The Isa Teshuva Magas at Kisei Akavu Teshuva reaches to the heavenly throne, and when we do actions to return to Hashem a little bit, Hashem also feels bad that He turned away from us and that He's rejected us and hurt us. And Hashem also does Teshuva, and that's what you wonder. Like on Yom Kippur, what do we do to deserve a day of forgiveness? We get like this freebie. I mean, you pass through Yom Kippur as long as you don't mess up Yom Kippur and you have a little bit of intention, a little bit of thoughts of Teshuvah on Yom Kippur. We're going to come out in a few days from now. Do you know that right now in the world there are great tzaddikim who almost never sin? You're going to be on that level. Just by investing 24 hours of davening, fasting, and some thoughts of Teshuvah. You're going to come out on the other side of Yom Kippur clean. Like a big tzaddik. Everyone here is going to be the biggest tzaddik in the world after Yom Kippur. Why? How, what do we do to deserve that? And the answer is because Hashem feels bad that He's done so many things to us. That's His teshuva to us. And, I mean, I'm saying it as if this is such a simple thing. This is an incredible concept. The souls of the Jewish people are embedded under God's throne. Based on how we are and who we are, and we affect the heavenly throne, that's how Hashem is able to sit on the throne. We build Hashem's throne, and based on the shape that we take, is the shape of the throne. As it says, Yoshev Tehillos Yisrael, Hashem sits upon the praises of the Jewish people. So, Rabbi, you're saying Hashem is doing Teshuvah also? Yeah. So, we're supposed to forgive Hashem? It doesn't make sense, does it? I know, I know, it's a hard concept, but that's what he's saying. It means when we say to Hashem, I know what I've gone through this year, but I want to rebuild the relationship, so I'm going to let go of the things that you've done to me, I'm going to accept them, that you had your reasons, and let them go, then Hashem does the same thing for us. So anywhere in the tefillah we say on your people, do we say we forgive you, Hashem? We don't use those words, because... It's a little bit chutzpah, yeah, it is a little bit chutzpah. But we do say things like, Hashem, you know. You know everything, and you're the king, and, and you make all the right, like we're, we're accepting, and that's like our acceptance. So our forgiveness takes more the form of acceptance rather than forgiveness, but still, 
it's he's saying it's Hashem doing teshuva. Nimza kise hakovah, the heavenly throne. Hamachaber umamutza is the connection between Yisrael Avim Shvashamayim between the Jewish people and their Father in heaven. So he says, Ukamosha bnei Yisrael mavatlim hatava. So what we do is we go against our nature. We overcome ourselves. Umis alam, we elevate ourselves. Lidbok b'shorish nishmasan, to connect to our souls, rather than to just be people of the body. Kach kaviyachol. He uses the word kaviyachol because it's a dangerous... Kaviyachol means if I could say such a thing. Ma'kadosh baruch hu metzamtzem so Hashem constricts himself. Lehizkarev alehem to come close to the Jewish people. The first Yom Kippur. What happened right after Yom Kippur? What was the first statement that Hashem said to the Jewish people after Yom Kippur? That was on Yom Kippur. After Yom Kippur. Make a Mishkan, and I will dwell. Meaning, the first thing Hashem says for you after, right after Yom Kippur is, okay, you've come back to me, now I'm going to come back to you. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to build a Mishkan with these dimensions, with this size, and an Aaron, and a Shulchan, and a Menorah. And what's the custom that most Jewish people have? That's the first thing we do right after Start Yom Kippur. Sukkah. Start your sukkah. Do a little bit. Because the sukkah is like a base on mikdash. So he says, if we do teshuva on Yom Kippur, Hashem is going to do teshuva, come back to us. Which is what these days are about. Anila dodi, vedodi li. When we do Yom Kippur, Hashem will then do for us sukkahs. This is, this is a whole new view of these ten days. It says that's what creation is about. Bringing Hashem down into the world and living a life where Hashem is present. And we know every Shabbos. Hashem ascends and sits on the heavenly throne. It's a great gift. What's the gift? And here is a line from the Svas Emes that you should keep in the pocket for the rest of your life. All the work that we have to do during the week. To improve our behavior. To prepare our form. That Hashem could rest upon us. All the things that we have to do during the week to make Hashem rest upon us, Zenasa B'Shabbos Me'atzmo happens every Shabbos on its own. All the work that you do during the week to connect to Hashem on Shabbos, it happens on its own. Nimsa Kadesh Baruch Hu B'Shabbos, which means that while during the rest of the week, we have to take the first step. And then Hashem comes close to us. Every Shabbos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Maschil Lashu Veleinu B'Shabbos, Hashem takes the first step towards us. Mikolshken Sheyish Lanu Lashu V'Achar And then we return to Him. And so, here is perhaps one of the most underappreciated lines in all of your davening. 
right when you put away the Torah, right before you're about to say Musaf, we, most shuls, they sing a song, but whether you say it or sing it, we say, says the Sfasem, the secret of Shabbos is right there. Hashem, you take the first step. And then, then we will come back. And we say this specifically on Shabbos. And it's interesting, you have to figure out why we say it while we put away the Torah. Right? But, uh, but for that moment, everyone, should every Shabbos have that thought when we say, that Hashem is taking a step towards us, that's what Shabbos is about, and so we're going to come back to Him. Shabbos is the same root word. Yeah. The word Shabbos. Yes, yeah, yeah, Shabbos is related to the word Shuvah. Yeah. Does that happen in any of the other holidays? Um, well, let's see. He says, this is true all, all these ten days. We say, instead of saying, we say, the king of judgment. Which means, he's sitting on the throne. What's the throne made of? The throne is made of us. This is why it's a time of Teshuvah, meaning what happens every Shabbos of the year happens all ten days. Then what is it like on the Shabbos of the Aserus Yimei Teshuvah? Hashem comes so close to us. Maybe we should have read this before yesterday, but um, we you have to. How much effort should you put into Shabbos Shuvah? Shu Shabbos Rishon Shalashana. It's the first Shabbos of the year. Kumosha Amru Zala, as the sages tell us, Imu Shamru Yisrael Shabbos Rishona. We know had we kept that first Shabbos in the Midbar, no nation would ever have been able to defeat us. And that's why it was such a big deal when that one guy collected the wood and ruined the first Shabbos. So he says, even though we can't go back in time and fix that first Shabbos, he says you get to repeat this every year, each individual. And if you keep the first Shabbos of the year properly, came to Shana every year. Shanasa Seder Chadash, we get a new count. Based on how you keep the first Shabbos, Zochen Lechal you merit the entire year. Okay, so again, I feel bad. We could have read this before yesterday and had a little more motivation. But. We're still within the Tuesday. Right, we're still within Tuesday. Uh, but, but the truth is, he was giving this as a Shabbos Shuvah Drasha. So by the time he was giving this in his shul, it was already halfway through Shabbos too. But. The point is, it's all about the beginnings. The Isa, and we learn. And by the way, this is the uh, this is the first Sunday of the year. So yeah. if you want to, the Isa Shomer Shabbos. If you keep Shabbos properly, Mochan Lo, you're forgiven. The Iker Pegama Avonos, because the main problem with your sins, your sins separate. In other words, the biggest problem with sins is that they cause a separation between Hashem and us. Shabbos, every Shabbos, it says, It is a sign between me and you. And it removes all the Havdalas. Notice that word? All the Havdalas, the separations. The walls between Hashem and the Jewish people go down. That's why Havdalah is such a painful experience that we need the wine and the smells and the fire to rejuvenate us. Because some walls have come back up. 
He says, And therefore, we can return with Shuvah on Shabbos in a much easier way. And now, the Sasamis is going to share with us a beautiful teaching, another one that's very practical, something you should think about every single Shabbos and every one of the Tfilos, and especially during Kiddush. But Omer and Kiddush, we say in Kiddush, and we say this in the davening too, V'hanchileinu Hashem Elokeinu Ba'ava uveratzon. We say the same thing during Kiddush. Ba'ava uveratzon hinchilanu. Hashem has given us Shabbos ba'ava with love, a baratzon, and with favor. But Yitachin the Farish, he says, I think that the difference between love and favor, shehem midas tzadikim umidas balei tshuva. I think ava as we'll see in a second, represents that love that's never been broken, the young couple that's yet to encounter the challenges of, of, uh, of that's the tzaddikim and their relationship with Hashem. And then Ratzon, which is favor, that's the Balchuva, that's the person who is uh, maybe had some difficulties and found their way back. He says, Ki ava, he mitzad masim tovim. Love comes from good deeds. And the tzaddik is connected through his good deeds. When we talk about favor, it's because Hashem wants the relationship. When there is love, pure love, unchallenged love, it does not yet have the want. I want this to be. Because there's no reason to challenge it. But when there's a challenge that's faced, and you have to overcome it, there you have to reach deeper than the external love and find a deep want. And he says, tshuva, and the bal tshuva, represents the relationship with Hashem that comes from a deep want. Hashem is a b'tshuva. Hashem wants Teshuva. You've all heard the famous statement, if the Jewish people would keep two Shabbases, they would immediately be redeemed. Which two Shabbases? Well, that's going to be one of them. He says, he says, well, usually we think it's any two Shabbases. He says no. He says there's a Shabbos of Avo and there's a Shabbos of Ratzon. Shabbos HaGadol the Shabbos before Pesach, Bechinas Tzadikim, that's the level of Tzadikim, where Klai Yisrael has this young love with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everything's perfect in the relationship. Mm-hmm. We've not yet done the Egel, we've not yet done um, the Meraglim, we have not yet done um, um, the three cardinal sins, we haven't yet done Sinas Chinam. So he says, that's V'hanichileinu Hashem Elokeinu Be'ahava. The Shabbos Teshuva, Bechinas Bali Tshuvas, but the Shabbos we just had, that's the Shabbos of Ratzon, the Avo of Ratzon, Kamashikasafti. So he says, And so what it means is that there's going to be six months, at least the way I understand it, of serving Hashem Be'ava, and then six months of serving Hashem Be'ratzon. And together we ask Hashem, He should give us both levels of Shabbos, because Shabbos is the time to return to Hashem. Mm-hmm. That was his message. For Shabbos to Shua. What? Right, the Ratzon starts now. Right, that's the time of Teshuvah. If somebody, if a couple, they work the whole week for preparation of Shabbat, 
can we say that they are trying to get closer to Shabbat and get closer to Hashem? For sure, for sure. The, the time for working on on this is uh, um, the whole week. Night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yom Yom Rishon B'Shabbos. Could you explain again the difference between Ava and Ratzon? So, so you say Ava is just love. You know, um, a couple meets and they fall in love and now they're connected. But it doesn't require them to reach deep inside. Because it's, everything's nice and convenient and fluffy. It's when, it's when challenges come, now you have to know what do I really want. And so you have to reach into a deeper place within you, which is not just the external feelings, but now you have a rot zone. What do I really want? Reaching deep inside. Rot zone is considered the deepest part. It's before thought comes. Is the will, the want. So that will is a deeper connection, which comes from a challenge, which forces you to dig that deep. And that's a rot zone. That's the, so when we want to connect to Hashem Ba'ava, a tzaddik connects to Hashem Ba'ava, but we know Balei Tshuva is even higher, because Balei Tshuva challenged Hashem and was distanced from Hashem, and then was brought back, and that connects on a much deeper place called Ratzon. So for the normal person, would that be Yisurim that leads to Ratzon? Well, whatever is in the process of Teshuva. So you would have Teshuva, you would have you would, you would have Averis and Teshuva, and then whatever comes with Teshuva. It might, the Yisurim could be the Teshuva itself. If a person pushes themselves through Yom Kippur and accepts the fasting and all that, and, and, uh, and, and then that could count as Yisurim. Then, you know, how, however Yisurim work, they work. Um, whether it's, um, you know, illness, chas v'shalom, or just um, troubles or annoying things. We've discussed this in the past. You know, if someone's clicking a pen next to you for an hour, that's Yisurim, accept it, because it's better to, to get that than to have to suffer with things that actually... You know, squeezing the water bottle. Squeezing the water bottle, right. Okay, let's turn to page 174. So, we're gonna, I'm going to do tshuva for the fact that we only learned about Shabbos tshuva after. So now we're going to learn about Yom Kippur before it happens. And especially, especially, the holy day coming up, the holy Tuesday that's coming up. I said, wait one second, Yom Kippur is Wednesday, I know. Tuesday is a holy day. So, on page 174, Tafresh Samach So, um, most of the time, whenever a drush is given on Yom Kippur, so um, some of these were given on Yom Kippur, some of these were actually said on Erev Yom Kippur, which is likely when he said this. This is Tafresh Samach Beis, which is 1902. I, it really is missed. Most people, they're just eating and they are trying to stuff themselves while taking care of everything else they need to take care of in Erev Yom Kippur. It's a suda. It is not a meal. It is a very big deal. There are specific foods that people eat. Should, should, they, should absolutely eat bread on that meal? Yeah, yeah. you should wash, wash and you should bench um, during this meal. So he says, Why? Why isn't it suda? Because we have two meals. Yeah, but only one of them is the uh, major suda. Because the greatest Yom Tov of all is Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, we were forgiven, and we were given the Luchos. Now, we, what a big deal we make of Shavuos. When we were given the Aseris Adibros, the first, that didn't work out. Forty days later, Shavasa Ratamas. So the bigger celebration, the bigger party, 
should be Yom Kippur. But because we're fasting on Yom Kippur, we make the meal early. And therefore, you should treat the meal of Erev Yom Kippur like it's the Suda of Yom Kippur celebrating the Luchas. Venera, so I'd like to suggest, says the Svasemis, the Iker Shazachu Luchas Achronos, the reason why we merited these second Luchas, Mikoach Hatishuva Sha'asu Be'erev Yom Kippurim, he says, because the Jewish people did Teshuva on the ninth of Tishrei all those years ago, 3,300 years ago. It was, we, were, we had done the Egel, we were far from Hashem, and we did a lot of teshuva. And he says the hardest day was Erev Yom Kippur. Why? He says, think about this because this is brilliant. When the Jewish people received the Torah, what was the hardest day for them after the giving of the Torah? The last day. W- which they day? Miscounted. Which was? 16th of Thomas. The 16th of Thomas. Day 39 was when the Yetzahara came along and said, guys, it's, uh, Moshe's gone. Moshe's dead. We should build a golden calf. Why did he come then? Because when it approaches the day, the special day, the Yetzahara works really, really hard. So the greatest Day of challenge of the whole year, says the Svazemes. Where he came up with this, I don't know. But the greatest day of challenge of the whole year is the ninth of Tishrei. He says, think about this. Kibeluchas Arishon is when we got the first Luchas. Hechtiem Asatan, the Satan made us sin. Because he knew the next day, day 40, is the day of the Luchos. He's coming down tomorrow. And the Satan knows that it takes him up to a day to get everyone to sin. And so he put in all his efforts, all his tricks, all his magic. was all pulled out on the 16th of Thomas, day 39. And he won. He got us to sin. Aaron is thinking, okay, this is a really bad day if we could just put it off till tomorrow. But the Yitzhahara did all his work on the 16th of Tammuz. So he says, Rosh Chodesh Elul is when the Jewish people started to do Teshuvah. When would they be forgiven? Day 40 again. On Yom Kippur. That's day 40. So when is the Yitzhahara going to put in all his efforts to try to get all of you to mess things up? The day before. The day before. So he says, this is going to be true of the second Luchas too. You have no idea of the efforts that the Satan put in on the 9th of Tishrei to stop them to get them to sin. You know why you don't know about it? Because we got it. We didn't sin. Because we didn't sin. We beat him. Our forefathers beat him. The Ikr Bal and the real Baal Tshuva is Ba'oso Makom, Ba'oso's man, to be in the same place and mm-hmm. at the same time. And if we failed the first time on day 39, we were successful the second time on day 39. Same place in the wilderness. You have no idea the same challenges they faced. Because they beat him. They merited a complete tshuva. And they merited to receive 
the second luchas. Lachen Isa. Therefore, I suggest shehasatan misgabe be'erev yamikipurim. That's why in erev yom kippur there is a big satan. Lefisha hatev charalo because he is very angry. Ashenatzcho also beyamazeda. That's the day that we we defeated him. And so he says the suda of yom kippur. And you'll notice that the satan plays all kinds of games on erev yom kippur. People are supposed to be asking forgiveness. Right, that's a very sensitive time, and all of a sudden, people have these agendas. That people are running around, and they don't bench properly, and they don't daven properly on Erev Yom Kippur. The davening, the slichas, is, is the shortest time of the year. There's all these little nuanced. It was a mitzvah to eat all day. Are you following all the brachas all day? You know these all kinds of ikar hakapara v'tahara. But he says, but if you can win Erev Yom Kippur then the kapara, the forgiveness, and the tahara, the purification, is biyama kippurim, comes on Yom Kippur, mikoach haluchos, because of the luchos. Meaning, he's saying, the second luchos represents that salachti kidvaracha, that I have forgiven you, which comes on Yom Kippur. The symbol of that forgiveness was the second luchos that Moshe Rabbeinu brings down. And it's interesting that throughout our davening, we make almost no mention mm-hmm. of the second luchos. But when I was in yeshiva, a beautiful custom, each year the yeshiva would learn a different mesechta. And when at the end of the year, you didn't make a siyum, you left the last line of the mesechta. And Matzah Yom Kippur, at the breaking of the fast, someone would finish the mesechta, they would make the siyum, you have to wait a few minutes for the hadron, and then um, the yom, Matzah Yom Kippur Suda would be a siyum celebration of the year before, of the Torah that you learned the year before. And the Rosh Hashiva would always say, because in Yom Kippur, that's the Yavkal Balas Torah of the Luchas. And even though we can't do it on Yom Kippur itself, because we're busy um, davening and getting atonement, but we should recognize it. So he says, what's one of the, you're going to be reciting this line over and over again. So says the Sfas Amis, there is a mention of the Luchos being given on Yom Kippur. Where is that? He says, here's a line you're going to say over and over and over and over and over on Yom Kippur. I pour, I sprinkled upon you, I threw upon you the pure waters. He says, Water is a metaphor for the Torah. The Torah is the pure waters that purifies us. Except, water only purifies you if, can you stand in the rain? And become purified? Uh, Even then, the rain won't help you. You can be covered in in rain completely. It has to be inside of a pit in the ground, meaning you have to shape something to gather the water. The word mikvah, the word mikvah means to gather or bring together. Ma... And it says, so you have to become a vessel, the Kabbalah Torah, to receive the Torah. The mikvah of the Jewish people. And we say, just like a mikvah purifies you. Hashem purifies the Jewish people. And this is a very deep idea. 
mikveh tahara. We are the pit shaped in a way where we are going to become the mikveh. And we're waiting for the second luchos, which is the rain water, to fill us up. When Hashem describes the first making of all the waters, because in the beginning of creation, it says, The whole earth was covered in water. And then what was the term that Hashem uses to say that the water should separate? It doesn't say, let the water separate. It says, Let the water gather gather together. The term that we would use is, let the water pool together. But let the water join. Al makom echad. So says the Tzvas Emes, there's a secret here. Let the water join. El makom echad means B'nai Yisrael should become Goy echad ba'aretz. If we are the mikvah and the Torah is the water, in order for it to work, we have to become not individual mikvahs with individual Torahs, but we have to become el makom echad. We have to connect like all the waters of the ocean connect. So you can call it the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean and the Indian Ocean and the Arctic Ocean, but it's the same water. So you can call them Ashkenazim and Sephardim and Taimanim and uh, Yakas. Yeah, we'll count them too. Um, that you can, you can, you Only can. Only if you do it on time. Right. <laughs> you can call them separate names, but they have to be one body of water. And the Torah. It's interesting that the, um, in the uh, in the Gemara, the ocean is referred to as Okeanus. Now, Kianus is really, if you look at the word ocean, it's spelled O-C, right? Because it's really, it's Oceania, which is Okenia, which is Okeanus. It's all, it's, it's silly because we've taken land and drawn lines and said, you know, these, these, we, we divided Africa into 70 nations based on how we felt like doing it. But the ocean is really one ocean and it represents all of Klal Yisrael being Gai Echad. Okeanus is oceans in Hebrew? Yeah. Well, in the, in, our, in the, the Talmud. Same, in the it's same O-T-O, right? Yeah. Like mikvah. Right. So, no, it's al So, so the, the thing is, what he's saying here, is that Yom Kippur can't happen for us to receive the Luchos unless we first become Goy Echad, one nation. Which is why the Jewish people have to be united by Yom Kippur, that we can become the mikvah of purification. So, according to the Sfasem, this is a whole new take on why we ask forgiveness before Yom Kippur, not just on the simple level, because Hashem is not going to forgive our sins between man and man unless we receive atonement from the other person. According to him, it's more. It's the Jewish people have to become one people because it's the day of Kabbalah Satora. And fascinating, listen to this. What's the greatest moment at Har Sinai? Not when we receive the Torah, but Vayichan Sham Yisrael, which is singular, that's when the Jewish people were one before we had any issues. 
There was no reason why I was in a fight with you. We were both slaves to the same enemy, and it had only been 50 days since we'd been free, and we hadn't had, had time to get to know each other enough to hate each other. Right? You have to know someone, right? There's the exceptions, of course, yeah. But we, we didn't know each other well enough. So, just like Shavuos, if you remember from the previous piece, is the receiving of the Torah, but while we are still in this young, naive state, Yom Kippur is about the Jewish people being united, knowing each other, recognizing each other's differences, knowing each other's problems, recognizing all the terrible things that we may have done to each other. Yom Kippur is the achtus of Klal Yisrael on the level of Abal Tshuva. Yom Kippur is the unification or the coming together of peoples that have been divided by dispute. And he says, that's the waters of the world coming together to form one mikvah. That's, uh, we're about to end this one. Um, that- Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.